Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Self-Strips to Shit. I have with me uh, Mr. Brian Thompson, um, up-and-coming artist. And I just want to talk to him a little bit about his art and how he got started. Um, so how you doing, Brian? I'm good. Uh literally just woke up like an hour ago, but I'm good. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so let me get straight to it. What um, made you decide to start doing the art? Like, I know... Um, Everybody had to take art in high school, so we've all had some experience drawing and painting and whatnot, but what made you feel like you could actually do this, like, for real? You know, I didn't take art in high school. I took music instead because I got into it with my art teacher over something else. Uh, We weren't allowed to wear white t-shirts at one point in time, (laughs) so I didn't take art. But I figured out that I could draw when I was about 19, I had to do a group project, University of Memphis, and I drew something. I was like, this, this is pretty good. Like, this is actually pretty good. And it just led to me. I basically just started drawing other things. I worked at JCPenney at the time. I would see T-shirts I liked, and I'd try to replicate what I saw. And over time, it just got, like, extremely nice. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I can actually be an artist. That's kind of what happened. Did you um, take any type of classes in like college or um, any type of formal training or just all self-taught? I am 100% self-taught. I do uh, get other artists to kind of give me pointers about like what they do. And, you know, when they have like, I, I, I tend to go to professional artists and ask them, okay, well, how do you do this? And how do you do that? And they'll, a lot of them turn you down, but a lot of them will teach you things. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I, you know, got better in my approach and how I learned about it because I didn't have any training at all. Okay, okay. So about how long have you been doing it then? Um, like I said, since I was about 20, so right around nine years now, uh, I didn't take it seriously until uh, last year when – uh, my ex at the time, she told me that, you know, you could really, you could really do something with that and you could really, you know, sell it. Cause you know, I'd buy your stuff and she encouraged me to go ahead and, you know, pretty much, you know, go for it. And I just mm-hmm. practiced until I got to the point where I, you know, people were actually willing to buy my stuff. And that's, so about nine years I've been doing it in a year and a half, probably professional. Okay. Okay. Um, is monetization important to you? Like, would you still do this if you weren't getting paid for it? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't take as many commissions <laughs> probably, but I'd still do it. Cause you know, I, the funny thing about it, like I said, for nine years, I've drawn something for nine years every day. I have a portfolio of about 4,000 drawings, like no lie. So it's just something I do every day, regardless of whether I'm getting paid or whether it's for someone. A lot of it is just for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, what were your, like your your influences, like the things that inspired you to draw? Like you mentioned, you saw you know things at J.C. Penney. Are there any other things that really kind of captivated your eye and like you know I want to replicate that or do something similar to it? Hmm. Let me see. The earliest, the earliest influence I had was a guy named. He's on Instagram. You should check him out, by the way, too. Robotox. He take all these characters and just create 
you know, new spectrums and new, you know, things from them. Like he took a, you know, he he inspired me to do my mashup series. I have a, a mashup series where I take, you know, Mario and I draw him as different people because I'd see him do mashups pretty much every day. There's also a guy named uh, Junk Food J. He's based out of uh, L.A. He's uh, also on Instagram. You should check him out as well. He... He does a ser- He did a series where he would take celebrities, and if he liked them, you know, he'd draw them in a nice light. But if he didn't like the celebrity for whatever reason, he kind of draw them in this, I wouldn't say demonic, but it's like it's, he aged them, but it still had the likeness. And I thought that was pretty cool. So he's one of the first ones I hit up as well. So those are my biggest ones, my biggest influences. J-Tune-J also on Instagram. Check him out too. He... He got me into the cartooning aspect of it because I just saw, you know, just the colors and everything else. And it just made me want to continue to do it myself. Because, you know, at first I was doing portraits and things of that nature, still life, you know, trying to go the traditional route since I didn't have uh, that foundation myself. Okay. Okay. Do, um, so when you first have people like ask you for your work, like ask you to, uh, take a commission or whatever. Like how did they make you feel like the first time that happened? Well, the first time it happened, my thought was why? <laughs> Cause I was like, uh, <laughs> this isn't my best work, but Hey, if you like it and you want to get that, that's fine with me. But, um, as it kept going, you know, I, I started realizing that, you know, I guess, you know, artists are their biggest critics. And if somebody's going to like what you do. So, you know, after people started asking me, it started humbling me. I started, you know, feeling like, okay, well, they made me give 100% for everything that I did because if you thought enough to want my stuff or want me to do something for you that you were going to hold dear, and it was it was incumbent upon me to make sure that it was everything it could be. So, okay, okay. Um, so, right now, you don't, like, live off your artwork, right? Not 100%. But it does help pay bills. I will say that. I okay. literally just paid a bill yesterday with some art that I sold. <laughs> Do you imagine in the future that you could live off your art? Over time and exposure and getting my artwork out there, things like this where I do, you know, forums and interviews and things like that, you actually could. I was skeptical about it at first because, you know, I'm from a traditional household. You know, my mom and dad were. Uh, you work, you work, you work, you work. My dad was a police officer. He worked like a thousand hours a week. So, you know, he instilled that into me because, you know, at one point I had three jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've never been without a job. I also have a daughter, so I have to make sure that, you know, that she's taken care of. Shout out to Kennedy, super Ken. But uh, it, I, I, I found out that you can do it. It just takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have sleepless nights. You're gonna have a lot of that. But I mean, it's you know when you're doing it, you love drawing, so you don't look at it as work. But you yeah. can. I mean, it's uh, it would be amazing to really be able to have your job, so to speak, be like your also your passion. You know, uh, I mean, that's the best job you could possibly have. You know, um, are you taking any steps to like make your art better other than just practicing every day? I am. Like I said, I'm always petitioning other artists for, you know, okay, well, how do you do this? I, I try networking with other artists. I actually, you know, started a lot. 
I'm going to go, I'm going to take a semester, you know, and you know go to art classes. But what I've been doing in the meantime is, you know, there's a lot of artists that you know basically run their classrooms from online. They have websites mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I recently just subscribed to one. Uh, like I said, J Two J, he's one of the guys that do it, does it. And you know, he has tutorials and things like that of how to you know how to increase how to do things like you know uh, figure out your perspective and uh, color blending, you know, different techniques of painting and stuff like that. You know, I've switched over to digital art recently. I was originally a traditional artist, pen, paper, uh, graphite, uh, acrylic. I've never done oil paintings, but um, I've done watercolors. And, uh, you know, I've been trying to learn, you know, the digital aspect of it because that translates a lot better and it's a lot quicker and you can, you're able to get your commissions out way quicker than this you're just sitting there and okay every day i want to get a pen and a piece of paper or a canvas and start drawing things out and you know material wise it saves a lot as well do you feel like there's a difference in the way people receive art that's uh made say the more traditional route versus being made digitally It really depends on the person because some people believe that, you know, digital, you know, art is, it takes away from the the personality and the mm-hmm. closeness of it. I personally don't think so because since I've been doing digital, I love it. I feel like, you know, I have a lot more control and there's, you know, more I can, you know, detail I can put into it. Like you can't zoom into a piece of paper, but you can zoom into, you know, your tablet or your phone or whatever you're using. You know, you could put those extra details in that, you know, maybe you couldn't do uh, if it was a traditional piece. But then again, I do know what they mean. Like when you have a traditional piece, you know, the person put heart and soul into it because there's no such thing as erasing when you do that. Like you you start, you put paint down on something and you either got to fix it or roll with it. And, you know, there's the personalness to that. And so I can understand what some people say, but digitally, you're going to get it faster, way faster. Like I'm talking about, you know, two to three weeks faster than you would if you were to do traditional, especially if you have a uh, heavy caseload like I do. Like I had, at any given time, I have 10 to 15 people, you know, trying to get something or in the process of starting them trying to get something. And you do that traditionally, you're going to be bogged down for at least two months. Do you feel like um, that changes the price point? Like people that do it traditionally could charge more or do you think it doesn't matter? I don't think it matters because it's all about the quality of your work. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there, there are certain things, there are certain artists that will charge more when you do it uh, traditionally, because I mean, the, the materials cost more, you know, with uh, digital, I just have to basically get canvases and things like that and take care of shipping with, when you do a traditional piece, you know, uh, Case in point, I use something called Copic markers. They're an alcohol-based marker that, you know, blends very well. You can take different colors and make sure that they overlay and things like that. Most things cost $8.99 a pen. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, on any given piece like a work, I may use 20 to 25 different colors. That's $8.99 times 25 colors. Yeah. That's a lot of money. <laughs> I, I have a... I literally have over 300 copy markers right now. And I'd say that was well over $1,500 worth of stuff that I paid for. And it's been over time, of course, but you know, you have to recoup your money from those uh, materials. So it, it really comes down to the artist and his personal preference. 
I try to keep my price points, you know, pretty similar unless you get something just outrageous and I have to raise the price. Yeah. And, you know, so, you know, it, it depends on the artist. Okay. Okay. So I, I don't know much of anything about um, art. Man knows if I, I like it, you know, when I see it, but I don't know a lot of what goes on into um, creating it, you know? And so I'm wondering when you get started, like when someone gives you a commission, um, like how do you get started? Do you uh, have to outline it first or is it kind of already in your head already? It, as I said, it really depends on what the customer comes up with. Cause I try to give the customer autonomy because it's their piece. Yeah. I want to be as unique as possible for them because I, you know, whenever I do a commission or a piece, I always tell them, look, I want this to be yours. Like I want it to be something that nobody else has because that helps set me apart from other artists. Yes. So, you know, when somebody comes to me, like I just recently had someone come to me from LA. He wants, uh, I don't know if you ever watched Good Times before, you know, at the end when they show their painting at the end. Uh huh. Weird people dancing, looking like they're having seizures or strokes or something like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he wants that, but he wants it modernized. So, you know, I had an idea in my head as he was going along with it. Then you have people that want things like, I have another customer. He wants himself as Allen Iverson. Okay. Weird, but okay, I got you. Uh, and he, you know, he had a specific thought uh, process in his head and he didn't give me autonomy with it. And I have to replicate what he wants through words. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes it, you know, j- that makes it, you know, weird. So it, it's, it's different from everyone. So I've had a person tell me they want me to make them into their face on Kobe Bryant's body with Wolverine's powers. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, very- but I did. All right. Uh, it seems like very, very um, descriptive arts. Uh, I, I, I want to see it actually whenever you get through with it. But uh, is it just like the claws? Because it really, uh, showcases other powers. I have plenty of things to show you that you'll just be like, how the hell did they come up with this? <laughs> I think the same thing when they're describing it to me. And the funny thing is, I have to put that together. Yeah. So it's like while they're describing, I'm putting a picture in my own head and I'm trying to take as much information as they give. Mm-hmm. Now, when they give me complete autonomy, that's when I'm my most creative because I can come up with some weird things too. Like I said, I have a whole anthology of of um, Rick and Morty as different people. I have one as the Star Wars uh, uh, interest and I have Mr. Meeseeks as Darth Vader. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have one where I turn Rick and Morty into the Sailor, the Sailor Moon uh, scouts. Uh, one where I turned them into Dragon Ball Z. I have Mario as Flash, as Ryu from Street Fighter. Just every, just all types of things that I come up with myself. I did Stitch's Deadpool. So it's just, if you have the creativity and the imaginative uh, know-how, it, it, it can get weird and you got to have a, but that helps me with my customers when they start telling me things they want. Because mm-hmm. since I have an imagination, I can picture that in my head and come up with something for them that, closest match is what they had originally in their heads okay okay um would you ever consider doing like animation or would you just stick to uh still art i actually have met a couple of people that uh want me to try that now the animation is a completely different beast i've done a few things you know to you know 
for animation, but I, I also don't have the hardware to um, pretty much put it together and get, because uh, you, you need actual computer uh, hardware to do that, or you need a team of animators. So, you know, I don't have either. <laughs> Uh, but right now I'm focusing on perfecting my digital craft because like I said, I just started it. Yeah. Mm, last, I just started digital last, uh, I believe it was June. So it hasn't even been a year that I've been doing digital and I've seen marked improvement in what I've been doing. Yeah. So, uh, I've also been, uh, asked to start major comics, look it up on, uh, uh Instagram. We have a original piece. Uh, we haven't exactly came up with a name for it yet, but we have different characters. Uh, I've helped with, you know, the the look for a uh, character called Zorgon. There were some that were already created. But yeah. like I said, go to Major Comics on Instagram. We're there. That's what I've been working on personally. And, you know, I've had a couple of other friends here in Memphis with me that uh, they're all, you know, different types of artists, photographers, things like that. We're thinking about, you know, starting our own little group and uh, my dog's throwing up. I don't know why, but we're starting our own little group and uh, we're, I'm going to animate, you know, us, you know, because I do, I do you know, caricatures. Yeah, cool, yeah. I should um, do one for yourself. <laughs> I mean, having a, a uh, like a comic book or whatever that you're starting, do you have like a lot of writers or just a couple writers? Right now we have three writers, but they don't do anything but write all day, so they can come up with stories upon stories within mm-hmm. a week's time. Okay. Uh, I like to start helping them writing, but you know, I'm like I said, I, I know my uh, role in this, so I trust yeah. the animation. I mean, typically the the major comic book lines um, have each task divvied up to a different person, you know, as opposed to one person doing all of it, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm definitely gonna check that out. Like I, I like some of the indie comics. They tend to be, you know, have a very fresh perspective. Um, try to explore different areas that the major comic books tend to avoid. Uh, so I, I'm definitely gonna check that out. Well, you know, a, a black guy in Asia is typically one they try to avoid. So yeah. We yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So have you considered doing any of the cons, like um, like when Anime, anime Blues Con, um, Momo Con, and those kind of things to showcase your artwork? I actually just tried. Now, I missed the deadline because, you know, I didn't know how, you know, where it was, but I tried Mid-South Con, and I was going to set a booth up there. Now, I have done smaller art shows, you know, where, you know, people do come up dressed as uh, different people and things like that. Mm-hmm. I've done one at uh, Starlight. I've done... Um, I have a good friend, Brittany Reed. You should check out her stuff as well. She's also an artist. Um, she she uh, she throws a well a semi annual um, art show, mm-hmm. and she does it throughout the year. And you know they have different names and things like that. And it, it's kind of dependent upon her mood because she's a free spirited type. So depending on her mood, it can be called anything. <laughs> but uh, you know she throws them you know three four times a year. Uh, at uh, Starlight, over off of, uh, in Memphis, over off of, uh, I believe that's Summer and White Station. Okay. Uh, she throws them over there, and she has them sometimes down at the Cook's, uh, Convention Center as well. Uh, I've done about, maybe about 
five of those shows since I've become a professional. At first, I was just coming to them to support, but now I'm a part of it. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking about trying to do Dragon Con this year. I uh, should do it if you can get in. I'm yeah. uh, planning on going there myself this year. Well, I'm, I'm going to. I, I will be shameless plug. I dress up as uh, I cosplay and I show up as parties to whoever you need. So I will be going to Dragon Con as Black Panther, uh, Master Chief from uh, the Halo series, and also Ant Man. Just got Ant Man costume. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it this year. I haven't been in the in a couple of years, so it's my first time going at all. So, yeah. Uh, it's been really good talking to you, and I appreciate the information and the insight. And I wish you the best of luck with your uh, with your art. Uh, where can people find you if they're trying to look for your art? Uh, I have two sites, two main sites you can go to. You can go to, of course, you can go to my Facebook, Brian Thompson. Everything gets posted there as well, but I have a specific artist page. My artist handle is Cooper Trooper 901. Uh, you can go to my art page, Cooper Trooper 901 Art, on Facebook, as well as going to my Instagram, Cooper Trooper 901. So, you know, you see anything, everything, all deals I have, all specials, anything that you'd like to buy, everything is for sale, but I do do limited releases of things that other people have gotten. So, you know, you may run into one that, you know, I've given out my 10 series ones. Like, you know, I, everybody's loving Spider-Man right now and uh, they're going Spider-Man crazy. So yeah. I want to get those. I actually just got one in and I was going to show you guys if you did want to see it because, I, of course, I know people want to see things. So let me turn this around. Let me open this up right quick. Don't know if you guys can, can see it. Can you see it? Yeah, we can see. Okay. This is one that I am uh, going to give out today. Um, customer asked for this one for his little uh, boy. Uh, I just came up with what I can come up with. He said he wanted to make sure the Jordans were on this place, so I made sure I did that. Mm, but, you know, this is the canvas. This one right here will be about $75. You know, this is a, a 14 by 14. I do bigger sizes, and the sizes – increase with well the sizes increase the price not by much it's always going to be reasonable always under 150 the, the biggest ones i have are what 25 by 30s and those well yeah those are uh, those are 152 so i mean you know it's not it's, for that for that price not going to get much better than that i try to stay reasonable but you know enough to make the living we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's what's up. Uh, that's a pretty nice um, piece of artwork, though. Oh, I appreciate you guys, it. Uh, you guys check them out. Brian Thompson, everybody. Appreciate your time. Man, I appreciate you interviewing me, man. Yeah. Brian Thompson, everyone. Thanks for uh, gracing my show. If you or anyone that you know is a rising artist uh, trying to come up, shoot me a message and I'll have you on the show. Find me on Twitter at Magus of the M. Well, have a good week.